Lovejoy, actually. <laughs> Welcome to Lovejoy, actually. We are on, what episode are we on? Episode five? Four. Of, episode four. Episode four of series two. Oh, we can't, we can't speak because we enjoyed it. We enjoyed so it. Much. And the accompanying wine. <laughs> well, I've not even got my notebook. Hold on. Oh, I've got it. Excellent, excellent. So we need our notes because should we, should we, it was packed full of excitement and joy. This and some bits of it were super confusing. But then we finally got ourselves together. It was all right. So should, we should probably introduce ourselves. Yeah. Welcome to Love Joy, actually. I'm Paul. Uh, I'm Em. Hello. And I'm Helen. <laughs> and we've been discussing episode four of series two, which is called Montezuma's Revenge, which is quite an apt title because I've just had my work's Christmas do and the food was... Rancid, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but luckily, so I'm thinking that's what I'm going to have tomorrow morning. But... Is Montezuma's Revenge a well-known phrase for being ill after food? Yeah, that I yeah, just don't know that, about? And, that and deli belly, and, oh. and I've had deli belly, so now it's time, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't know that. Nobody did have food poisoning in this episode. No. But there was poisoning. There was poisoning. There was there was ramped up I've written ramping up the peril. It I've was, written in my notes. Oh, I mean it was amazing. Shall I read the um Yeah, go on. Read the, read, read I the thought summary. you were gonna say shall I read the death count? <laughs> oh, I mean it, not not too much too much of a spoiler alert. It wasn't that high, it just felt like it. It was high for Lovejoy. It, it felt like it because we've had a few episodes where it hasn't been perilous. Oh. No, I'm saying we've had episodes where there's been a lot more death, but because this one, we've had a hiatus for a while where it's been more gentle. I have realised there are far fewer terrible fights. That doesn't seem to be a thing in this series. There Making... was a good fight in this one, but it wasn't terrible. Is that what you mean? Yeah, in yeah. the first series, there were. Remember, there was a terrible fight in every episode. Anyway, sorry, Helen has the official. Is that the summary that's got a, a grammatical error in it? Go on. Uh, I don't think there's a grammatical error in it. After Lovejoy is recruited. To sell an ancient Colombian funerary figure with a curse on it. Oh, yes. It soon lives up to its reputation as murders soon follow. Though there, there was an error in it, but I skipped over it. Listen, yeah. for your benefit. She's, she's Thanks, Helen. Yeah. Um, so how did we know it was from Colombia? Did I miss that entire bit? I knew it was yes. from sa- generic, generic South America. They do, they do mention Colombia at some point. They do. Yes, we did know that, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well... And it was, a, it was a brilliant episode, and it oh, was a new so writer, who we, this was his debut, his Lovejoy debut, Alan Clues. Well, he did very well. His name well. was, oh, and we know. like Alan. Where, where do you want to start, Ed? Oh, I don't, it, the first thing I've written down <laughs> is dead lizards, and then I've crossed out dead and written D-E-D. Oh yeah, we did. Because we I'd misspelled the, uh, the name of the, uh, the, what? What are we going to call them? A metal band? Yeah, I think they're meant to be a sort of metal band. A sort of... It's so strange, like, looking back on it now, with our sensibilities now, how sort of oh, gentle and band. cute they were. <laughs> like, oh, look at them, because since then... Well, they weren't that gentle and cute, were they? But moved I'm, on. I'm slipping it, I'm, I'm kind of skipping ahead, but they weren't that cute. Well, their manager wasn't that cute, turns Jeff out. Diamond. Jeff, Jeff Diamond. Jeff Diamond. Who was Jeff Diamond? Did anyone look it up? He was someone. He was someone. Because yeah. um, in uh, was, the yeah. one that we watched with the garden anus fins, that one, do you remember? Oh, yes. anal, anal, anal fins. Anal fins. Oh, sorry. Um, the guy who was the posh guy was a yeah, really yeah. well-respected actor. We just, all of us just skimmed over it. What was his name? Hello, Pastem. 
It's Future M here. As I'm editing this episode, I'd like to remind you that the man whose name you can't remember is well-respected British actor Patrick Malahide, who's been in Minder and in Game of Thrones and The Long Kiss Goodnight, which is one of your favourite films. But yeah, th- and this episode was amazing on so many levels. So we had like curses and ancient Inca statues. We had metal bands. We had romance. We had a beautiful country house that had been taken over by a band, yeah. which is always the best. I mean, yes. it was just amazing. Best kind of country house. I mean, I guess we could start at the beginning, which was the wonderful, beautiful dream sequence. Oh, I forgot about that. That's how this episode begins. <laughs> is that Lovejoy's dreaming about Jane... But, um, you know, you basically, can... basically she's coming on to him in this dream and he says something like, interestingly, he says, oh, I think you've been putting in enough effort for the both of us, Jane, implying that, like, she's been throwing herself at him. Mm. Which, she, which, which she does later does. It's a premonition more than a dream, mm. isn't it? Mm. But it, it kind of implies that oh. Lovejoy's sort of, sort of extra sense goes into his dreams. Oh, my God, that's so cool. I didn't He's even a divvy in his dreams. What I liked, though... for everything, not just antique. What I liked was that very 90s way that you know it's a dream sequence because they'd done that awful effect... By it was very it, soft, making focus, it sort of there? soft focus, and they were all bit, wearing white. And there was a sort of bizarre, oh, bizarre white kind of light behind it. Just, it was just Vaseline on the lens. Isn't it that what it you was do all very you? Bobby stepping out the shower, and he realised he's not dead after all. <laughs> it was very. I thought it was very beautiful, mm. and of course, then he was like, "Oh no, James really was awakened. Like, he was really Love awakened. Love joy, love joy, love joy. It's ten o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Get up." Basically, yeah, he's um, really nursing awakened. a hangover, really awakened by Eric, who has... So we see... I mean, straight away we see the goods. Yes. This, this got, not, <laughs> the antique. The, the antique, antique. The antique. Not uh, Eric's genitalia, if that's what you're referring to. Um, <laughs> all love joy. All love joy. All love joy this time. No, <laughs> no genitalia. No bum doubles required no, for this episode. No. Um, but straight away we see this golden figure... This Columbia, as we find out, as my summary did say, it's sort of funeral. Well, I don't know they say it's funerary. I just, so yeah, I didn't know, really did say uh, that particularly. I think they just, oh no, from a funeral raft, was it? I don't they? know. I've just, I think I've just said that. But like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about because I know nothing about South America. They basically said that it was like they went out on the to a raft in the went out onto the lake in a raft and threw all these golden figures overboard as like an offering to the gods. But it, I, I don't think they mentioned... I don't think it was funerary. I don't think, yeah, they didn't say for necessarily So it's a bit a like, funeral. it's a sort of, is it the equivalent of like grave goods or yeah. if you're a Egyptian pharaoh and you're buried with the gold, maybe. Maybe, I mean, it could have been. Anyway, they, they were offerings to the gods, whether they went along with it's dead the people or not. It's the kind of Colombian equivalent of Sutton Who, which is in yes. Suffolk. Just showing that I know some shit about history. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, straight away we find, and, and actually, so yeah, they do say Columbia right at the beginning. So straight away, Lovejoy says, "Oh, it's sixteenth-century Colombian." So he's st- straight on it. But interestingly, though, he doesn't really seem to know very much more than that because later he basically says, and and I couldn't work out if it was genuine or that, or if he was sort of covering his tracks. But he says, "Oh, I don't really know what it is." Yeah, well, he went and found an expert, didn't it, he? Which is interesting though because I, I've written down he is normally the expert. Even if he's not quite sure how he came about the knowledge, mm. he's normally the well, expert. He, it was quite he knew that it was really gold immediately and Eric didn't know. 
Oh, is it but then you, it, I presume it is, if you're, it is quite easy. Yeah. And, if you, and if you're in that, you know, industry, it would be. But um, I thought that was interesting because, again, it showed that side of his that, you know, when she said, oh, it was Basil and Bond. Yeah. And he, he went, oh, you know, oh, no. it, he, is, he is fallible. He doesn't always know everything. Yeah. Uh, which I think makes the character more believable because you've got the idea that he's got this. And he talks in various episodes about having this gift. But there are things that still escape. You know, he can't know everything. He's not all seeing. Mm. And oh, so while they're looking at this this figure, a really exciting thing happens. <laughs> so <For> Tinker, <laughs> Tinker reappears after. Oh yeah, we missed Tinker. And he, oh, he just looms like, up. He applauded. He's basically obviously clearly because I guess it was love, him and Lovejoy have been out drinking the night before, so Lovejoy's on the sofa and he just like pops up. Tinker pops up from the floor with a blanket over his head, like cat like. <laughs> What's going on? Um, so that was very exciting. So it's great to have Tinker back for this episode. And then basically, obviously, the f- first thing they ask Eric is like, where the hell did you get this statue from? And he's like, oh, you know, my mate Jason is a roadie for dead lizards. <laughs> dead lizard is dead a brilliant, lizard. almost as good as torn limb. Which is, I mean, and obviously, as Em's pointed out, dead, D-E-D, yeah. dead. So it's obviously a tribute to, tribute to Def Leppard. I think that's what kind <laughs> yeah, of it's not very cute. subtle. Not very subtle. <laughs> I dead. think that as the, the series go on, there are more and more of these kind of soft metal bands and they've all got, Cool names. Yeah. The dead and then lizards. we can imagine we the do, whole We do quite like dead lizard. Even though actually a dead lizard in real life, lizards are not that big. It would be quite underwhelming, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's dead Unless it's a dead Komodo dragon. That would be a good name for a band. Oh, Komodo dragon is a good name. Not for a band. Dead Komodo dragon. Mm, not dead Komodo. Just Komodo. I don't know which one Deceased combine Komodo. Thin Lizzy and Def Leppard. Dead lizard. Dead lizard. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah. So basically his mate Jason, who's a roadie for dead lizard, gave him this <laughs> statue. You said that like that was a You know, yeah. he's a roadie, roadie for, dead, for dead, lizards. dead lizards. As you are. Um, and yeah, he's given him this statue and that's where it's come from. So it's, you know, and straight away it's like, oh, he said it's cursed. Um, so yeah. And you get the feeling, uh, yeah, Eric all the way through is, I mean, Eric's sweet. He's a bit stupid. And but also just a bit, he's quite sweet and a bit naive because you know that he believes in this curse the whole way through. Um, yeah, so basically they decide they're going to like find out a bit more about it. So um, first of all, they take it to a dealer who's straight. Does Eric? I can't remember. Eric takes to do because Eric. Eric is basically saying, "I've learned enough about the business now. This is mine. My friend gave it to me. I just wanted your opinion." I'm going to go and sort it out. Um, So he takes it straight to a dealer who then immediately, the minute Eric's left the building, gets on the phone. And we later discover he's gone on the phone to Jeff Diamond, who is the manager of Dead Lizards, because Jeff has said... (laughs) Jeff, it's not funny. Because Jeff 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 wants to know where the statue is. Mm, And he's he's put the word out amongst the 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 dealers. Because obviously... Obviously, managers of metal bands and antique dealers are just like all part of the Intrinsically linked. Yeah. Now, is this the bit where Eric nearly dies? Yes. Yes. He doesn't really, though. He just sort of... He's in mild peril. He's in mild Look, peril because he's... I thought of, it was quite funny. I, he sort of skims off into a field. Oh, no. It wasn't nice, though. Both of you are looking at me like it was not scary. It was a bit scary. I mean, basically, we're supposed to believe so, like, Eric's then... He's riding home from the dealer... Um, with the statue in his pocket 
And then, you know, we were meant to believe that the statue was like cursing him and oh. the statue has come alive and, and it's uh, shaking. He's making he's, the... What's uh, it called when you... Um... And then he like drives off the road and nearly gets hit by a truck, but he's fine. He literally just goes off the road. And it's called it. gullible, Em. It's called no, being it's gullible. No, it's got a name. Like when you think something's going to happen, <laughs> gullible. so happens. Self-fulfilling prophecy. That's it. Thank you, Helen. Self-fulfilling prophecy. That's what most curses are, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or gullible. Oh, gullible. Isn't that like... So the most famous curse is meant to be... It's Howard Carter, wasn't yeah. it? Mosquito flew out and bit him and then he died but apparently didn't he die like eight years later oh and also let's not forget let's not forget the most frightening bit of that whole thing which is that when he died his dogs in England all howled at the same time and then they died I might have added the last bit about the think... dogs dying, but the dogs howling really used to scare me as a kid. That, um, I digress. So, so he's been, yeah, he's been knocked off the road into a field. So yeah, Eric, Eric has near his. Oh, and and then also in the meantime, we have the other storyline, which is oh, that yes. Alexander Lord Felsham is is once again off on one of his business trips. And Heavily inverted. And this time it's like exactly, and this time it's even more dodgy because it's like where are you going? And he literally goes, uh, Paris. Yeah, and he really just, uh, uh, like more plausible than uh, Tokyo. Oh, I was going to say, didn't he go to Harrogate last time? Yeah, did he, get, did he, he went, go to Harrogate? Yeah, he went to a conference. He did Harrogate. go to Harrogate. Would you lie about Harrogate? Well, mind, well. You, mind you, would you lie about Birmingham? I would mean, you lie about? Would you lie about? Birmingham. Any work-related activity? No, no, I can't imagine. No, I don't think it. you would. No, no one would. Um, but yeah, so basically, so but, but yes, but for, before we get to Cambridge, they kind of it's a bit weird. Like they, but they get rounded up, don't they? So Eric Tinker and Lovejoy get sort of rounded up by, like, these various sort of Hells Angel-looking people. Yeah, and, 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 and very... Old... I think you'll find they were dead lizards. A dead lizard, yeah. <laughs> Not all have been dead lizards, unless dead well, lizards they, were, like, the Grateful Dead. Oh, they might have been, like, the Grateful Dead. And also they have, like, an entourage. They have their roadies, like yeah. Jason. So they, they all get kind of, like, herded to this hall, which we kept wondering... We kept thinking it was Fry Park. It looked like Fry it Park. Did. As in I Fry Park in Henley-on-Thames, Fry Park. Where George Park. Harrison lived. from the inside. But that's because M is obsessed with George Harrison. So maybe I just want George to be in every episode. So it was something that looks like Fry Park. So they go there, which is so basically they're all hanging out in this big mansion, the band, and, like, performing and just, like, chilling. I would say rehearsing. Yeah, rehearsing. But, I mean, yeah, there's lots of people standing around watching. And we don't know where they are, but anyway... The, They've been sort of summoned there by Jeff Diamond, who's the manager of the Dead Lizards. <laughs> Just um, imagine that on your CV, manager, Dead, Dead Lizards. Lizards. Yeah, we basically find out that Archie, the drummer, found or was given this statue, yeah. and then he died in a car crash. Because no, because nobody in a heavy metal band has ever died and, in suspicious yeah. circumstances. Yeah. So it was, the, it was the curse. It must have been through, the curse. Through and nothing doing, else. It cannot have been a coincidence. They, you know, they always die of natural causes at a ripe yeah. old age, these yeah, heavy metal Nobody stuff. ever dies. And then Jason the roadie, Eric's mate who gave him the statue, has also gone missing. They found his car, but they don't know where he is. So it's all very perilous for anyone that's involved with the statue. Which which kind of sets the scene then for the uh, playing on poor little Eric's sensitivities and anxieties, oh, doesn't Eric. it? Do you remember in 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 series one when Tinker got a bit playful because yeah. he had he had, <laughs> he loomed up he, in he the had four whiskies. Well, he kind of does that again. You think Eric would have learned by now because it, it seems to be well, a fairly regular but it was such a, so Eric's back at the workshop, I think, or at yeah, the, and, at and he's and trying, he's, he's sanding something. Oh, pathetic fancy! Oh, we got a lot. We enjoyed we had, that. Two a storm on on both occasions. Spoiler alert: that the. Uh, there was a murder. 
Murder. The murder. There's been a murder. <laughs> In both occasions that there was a murder, there was pathetic fallacy, thunder and lightning and heavy rain. Yeah. Dark. So there's Eric. You never get murdered in sunshine at no. two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, that would be worse though, wouldn't it? You would be expecting it. That would be more it. creepy. You, you expect to be murdered in a in thunderstorm. A storm. So Eric's sanding something, I don't know, a chair. Probably sanding the name off something so they can sell it for a vastly inflated Put Lovejoy's name on it yeah. and it's not fake. And it's not fake. And, uh, and then he hears this noise outside. Like, basically, like a fox. Don't you think it sounded like a fox? It did, really. Also, you're from the country. When was the first time you heard a fox? Um, don't know. We, I, I never heard one until oh I came God. to London. We had two foxes having sex outside our building a few weeks ago, and it was absolutely terrifying. It's the first time I heard a fox, I, because I'm a twat, was like, oh my God, get your phone, get your phone, we have to call the police. Why? There's somebody being mugged or stabbed or something. That's a fox. Yeah. It sounds like a child <laughs> It does. Murdered. It's the it does. worst It is the worst noise, isn't it? So actually, to be fair, it didn't sound that much like a fox. No, it sounded like some screaming. But it sounded like maybe a cross squirrel. Quite a cross squirrel? That's amazing. <laughs> if you've never heard a cross squirrel... By the way, I've listener... I've never heard a cross squirrel. At this point, I will cut in the sound of a cross squirrel. I once played a squirrel in a play. That's how I know it was. I don't even know what sound a squirrel makes when it's not when cross. it's not cross. When, it's, when it's not cross, a contented a squirrel. A contented squirrel just as this. Oh. But a cross oh. or frightened eh, squirrel, eh. literally, it's it's not as bad as fox, but very close. Oh gosh. I'll cut it in. Foxes having sex are the most horrific noise. It's, really it's the most horrific noise. We'll do both. Really. I'll cut in a cross slash scared squirrel now. And then I will cut in foxes uh, being really good friends. <laughs> when a mummy fox and a daddy fox love, love each, each other, other very, very much. much, they like to stand and scream in each other's mouths. Really lovely. Oh, God. Which weirdly really is how I like to do it. It's so. horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Out. So right, uh, yeah. it's frightening when it's terrifying when you woke up in the night by that noise. But, but Eric, because you know, you know screaming in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. I mean, I was talking about the foxes, but <laughs> but, uh, but Eric does what you meant. You, what you are meant not to do in any horror. What they always yeah. do in horror films is, oh, there's a slightly scary, weird noise that I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'll go and investigate. Surely Eric's seen a lot of horror movies as well. By this point, think so, um, Evil Dead was out, wasn't it? Yeah. Evil Dead 2 was probably out. Halloween was Halloween. Halloween yeah. Yeah. We were on at least Halloween 2. And he loved... Oh, maybe it's he's... the 90s. Maybe he's too scared to watch horror movies. Oh, oh maybe he doesn't have a video recorder because we didn't have one until 1993, I would say. But, uh, oh no, bless him. So he opens the door and, of course, it's Lovejoy and Tinker. Tinker being playful. He's got a very playful expression on his face. Yes, he was playful all episode. He was playful, obviously, as a euphemism for pissed. He was, yeah, but he was also fairly playful. And um, uh, so he he says, you know, you idiots, basically. Um, But again, it's an unintentional foreshadowing, isn't it? Because then they hear another noise. And they're like... 
And and then Tinker and Lovejoy are genuinely a bit, what the hell is that? But Eric, of course, thinks right, they are still teasing him. him. He's going to be the big brave man now because he's the big brave man who also knows a lot about antiques and is going to take over the firm. And Lovejoy's partner is strike out on his own himself. because he's got all this knowledge now. So he manfully strides to the door and opens it. And who falls inside... Is it Jason? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you were asking. I thought it was rhetorical. <laughs> who falls inside? But listen, you were actually asking. Who falls inside? And um, yeah, Jason, Eric's mate. Dead. He's dead. Actually, that's, I mean, that's quite... That, it was his friend. I mean, it, was, it was. And it was a big deal. You know what was odd about this episode? And I always think it's a bit odd about Lovejoy is that none of them seemed particularly upset the only time I've seen them really upset was when old Campy got run off the road that oh, time. Oh, yeah. And Lovejoy was clearly upset and it, and it was a friend and, yeah. and whatever. But on this occasion, two people die, one of whom they know, the other of whom they don't know. But they don't seem that bothered. And this would be horrifying. They open the yeah. door and a dead guy falls into and his yeah, arm. I'm just saying yeah, a dead guy, but a dead guy who literally gave you something that was made of gold and that you've, shit. That you've been told is cursed. Yeah. And then he falls into... And he's, got and he's a, in one of your favourite bands. He, yeah. But he's a roadie. Um, oh no, sorry. He's, he's, a roadie. He's, he's, he's a roadie, so it's not, you know... He's so. friends with Eric. I mean, Eric's not friends with, like, famous band people. Just the roadies. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, they're it's the more, true. They're the more important people. They are. Yeah, yeah band, bands will make everything happen. But yeah, they are they are surprisingly unperturbed by this, um, and basically he's, he's got a dart in the back of his head, Jason. But again, so. a little bit Indiana Jones, isn't it? Yeah, yes. or it reminded me of the uh, young Sherlock Holmes. So oh, what, why am I doing that? It's a podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to remember Eric, which uh, Indiana is miming a poison dart. Which Indiana Jones was it? Was it was it uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark at the very beginning where he takes the? Because it reminded me of that when he later goes and takes the statue back. Because it isn't it the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and he takes he takes it off, and he goes, "Brilliant, nothing's happened," and then the whole temple collapses in on him, and he has to leg it out. I can't remember which episode it is. Is it Temple of Doom? Is it? No, I thought it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. It might be Temple of Doom. So, so yeah, this is the first death of the episode because we haven't haven't had peril like this for oh, probably since I guess Death in Venice actually was the last time we had proper proper peril. But did someone die? Because they died. No, but the people got shot and it mm. was a bit... Whereas, well, oh, 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 wasn't that the one where old Campy died? So oh, got, yes, of course it was. He died yeah. and then Cosima got shot. So yeah. there was a yeah. lot of... Whereas this series so far, it's been pretty tame. This mm. was like a good return to peril. It really was. Peril, peril in a big way. But yeah, but so but actually, before poor old Jason, this is when we have the... the they do go off to Cambridge. Um... Because to see David to... Hayward, Professor, oh, David, Professor David, Hayward, David, Hayward. David Hayward, get it right, mate. Who is next expert on South America? Because, like, like you were saying, Lovejoy needs to like find out some more about this this artifact. And so Jane's like, "Well, I go shopping in Cambridge. Shall uh, I give you a lift?" And, you oh, see... and by the way, I know an expert yes. in South American art. My, my friend, Professor David Hayward. So go and see David Hayward. And and <laughs> we can't for like, some yes. reason we can't call he's him like, Dave. Yeah, he's, like, I, he's, he's like, definitely yeah, I, not a Dave. He's definitely no, David. He's definitely David. He's definitely a Prof Hayward. And he knows about the statue, and he's like, and Lovejoy's like, tell me about it. It's like even better, Lovejoy. I can show you. Do you want to come to the Prince's Museum with us, Jane? And she's like, and she's like no, no, I'm going go shopping. shopping. So they go to the museum. I've, gets, I've written in capital... That's unusually shallow from Jane. Well, I but thought. she has to do it for the plot, because I've written in capital letters, Jane, go to the museum... And then I've written, in small letters, Alexander, why didn't you just say you were in Cambridge? But we find out why. Well, Although it's a bit tenuous. 
But yeah, so basically that's when, so Lady Jane goes shopping and that's when she sees Alexander leaving the hotel with the lady. So she pops into the hotel and says, what's that Lord Felsham? And the receptionist goes, yes, yeah. and he stayed for one night with the lady. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was just here. What, what hotel would possibly I, do that? But I think that hotels did used to do that. Again, we've seen this in previous episodes, the fact that there was apparently no data protect, but there were, weren't the Data Protection Act, wasn't it 1981? Yeah, in the meantime, um, Lovejoy and David Hayward go to the museum and he explains about what was, you know, that this is a whatever it is figure that goes... I think this is where Lovejoy says he... Is this where Lovejoy says he doesn't know very yeah, much about so. it and, and he's willing to sort of learn? We've had a, we've had a bit of that, though, because we had in the... Was it the third episode of the whole thing where he asked his daughter about Roman stuff? Yes, because true, he doesn't know. About he's that. not an expert. He's an expert yeah. on antiques, he's not an expert on history. Yeah, also, which is an like, interesting also distinction. The Divi thing, isn't it? It's more about like, that's more of a feeling, isn't it? It like is. Knowing, knowing. Something. It's not like knowing the full history of it from a textbook. It's it's having a feeling that this is a valuable, important Do you know what thing. was interesting about this? And again, it, this is a little bit of a tangent. And I thought we were going to have more of this than we did. And then it sort of went off at a different angle. I thought when they talked about it being in South America and in curses and then you think about the Howard Carter curse and not not messing with things that are outside of your culture, that it was going to be a bit more about things being in their proper place, which we've had a lot of in Lovejoy, who's right, who rightfully owns things, who really appreciates things, who should have things. Because in British culture particularly, we've done a heck of a lot of nicking of other people's stuff. Um, um, well, yeah, so, so they, oh, were, they were in the museum. They were in the museum, and he's explaining, showing in the artifacts, explaining what they all are. And that really and nice then... bit of camera work where you had the professor who was in, who was in the shot and the raft, and then Lovejoy was in the reflection of the glass of the case. It oh, was I love, very I really liked that. But then, and then, and basically, the professor's like, so obviously Lovejoy's like, well, I'm going to try and sell this figure. Oh, because we haven't explained actually that so. Because Jeff Diamond, manager of the Dead Lizards, basically asked, <laughs> that guy. asked Lovejoy, you know, you know, Dead Lizard, asked manager. Lovejoy to sell the statue for him. He's like, I want rid of it. It's cursed. Like, you know, my drummer was killed. My roadie's gone missing. Like, I just want rid of it. So, yeah, please. Can you sell, can you my roadie's gone missing. It must be the gold statue. Yeah, because yeah. roadies are notoriously reliable. <laughs> Particularly of heavy metal bands. <laughs> Although obviously, as we there's found, got to be an ulterior, you know. <laughs> Although as we find out, this one maybe maybe it was the curse. Um, yeah, but yeah, true. so basically, so we, so David Haywood is very. He's like, oh, you're selling it. Oh, I'll buy it. He's very keen. And he just goes straight in. I'll straight buy it for in. forty k. And, and so Lovejoy, of course, says, well, in that case, I'll take it to. Yeah, auction. if she was going to go straight in with forty, it's obviously worth more. So I'm going to take it to the auction. But thanks. All this trouble could have been avoided if he just said, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, you have it. But it would have been quite a short episode. It yeah. was. So then, <laughs> and, not, and not so interesting. <laughs> so that's then when we have the, um, you know, the incident with dead Jason and the, dead police, Jason. the police obviously turn up. D E D. Jason, dead Jason. <laughs> Dead Jason. Um, but and, oh. so interestingly, these were like, oh crap, you know, because people are always dying in Lovejoy's vicinity and we're like, the police are going to... But actually, they're, they're fine. They're like, oh, they just do the whole like, oh, don't leave town. But they're not like... Yeah. This is where we learn it was fast-acting poison. Yeah, we find that he's been hit with a fast-acting poison dart and they're like, hmm, it's really odd, Lovejoy, that you didn't see anyone outside because... They must have been there, but you know, at the same time as you opened the door, because it's very fast acting. We, and now we understand that it's because because the perp. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm liking the lingo. Perp. I was going to say perpetrator, and then I suddenly realised that's why you say perp. <laughs> I've never ever thought of that before, so I got really afraid. Oh, yeah. Anyway, 
the perp. The guy what done it um, was reasonably far away from his victim. So how could he have done that, listener? How? Well, you find out at the end. We never found out what the poison was. I love the fact that the yeah. the, the Suffolk detectives in nice, sleepy, rural Suffolk... <laughs> they know immediately. It's that fat ass acting poison again. Yeah. Oh, always, always happening around here. <laughs> that fast acting poison on the end of a dart. Damn it. <laughs> they do seem remarkably like, unfit. Blase about it, don't they? Oh, it's that bloody fast acting what poison again. What have I written down... I've written down a, a, a bit drummerist. Did someone oh, say something mean about a drummer? Oh, just like... I feel very strongly about drummers. I think just maybe that something about him being a bit replaceable, you know, like he died, the drummer in a car crash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so this is a big story. We learn that um, Lovejoy, etc. are on the news because this thing has happened. So I suppose it is... Actually, Made reference to the fact that it is not an everyday occurrence in rural Suffolk for someone to be killed with a poison dart. Happens Um, all the time. And we basically also find out that Jason had basically nicked this statue so Archie the drummer had had it and then I don't know I guess he died I don't know what happened to it but then Jason stole it from the band and gave it to Eric Eric but then then it seemed bothered basically rather than being cross about it Jeff's like I don't care that you nicked it from us we just want rid of it anyway so it's all cool the problem with this episode is we were just enjoying all of the little nuances and funny references and we kept laughing so much yeah that we sort of forgot to follow the actual plot, or I forgot to follow the oh, actual no, plot. I, I feel Plus, like I... I had my work due today, and I've had a lot of wine. <laughs> yeah, you've I've pre-wined. Really... You've pre-gamed. I've, I've pre-wined, and now I've got more wine, and I have lost the plot. Literally, <laughs> literally, literally lost literally. the plot. I never had the plot. <laughs> what the plot has what? eluded me. Well, basically, it was because you said about how did you track people down before the internet? Because they say they sort of go, I can't remember exactly why, but they're like, oh, we need to like still find out more about this statue or something. I don't know what they're trying to find out. But they go through this list of all these names of people that they might get info from. And one of, the, one of them is um, Ronnie, Ronnie Bassett. Bassett. Like, well, Ronnie Bassett will know. And he sounds like, like the typical Lovejoy wide boy character. Was he still... Because he knew Jeff Diamond, is that why? They were in card games and stuff together. No, no, he just said... Oh, they just said, aware oh, of there's a card game, that's what you're from, oh, Ronnie. Oh, yeah, So I'm not really sure exactly why they were scoping out these people and I don't, I don't really know what all that bit was about actually and what we what I think it was we... just an excuse to make Dudley Sutton wear that amazing jacket I think that oh, whole yes. bit of the plot was an elaborate way of making sure that he could wear that jacket it, now I've realised we've forgotten about Rosita I don't think she turned well, no, up because she, 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 she was she's just she, about to turn up but she, there's one more thing that happens oh okay so, so Dudley so Tink's wearing the jacket Oh, that's In after Rosita. Yeah, that's what I was getting confused Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But we, so, um, so, yeah, because I'm, I'm not quite sure all the Ronnie Bassett stuff's about. But anyway, in the end, Lovejoy was like, right, okay, I need to sell this thing, but I'm, I'm going to take it to the auction house. They so take it to the auction house. Yeah. And the guy auction. there puts it in, like, he's like, oh, yes, I've got the high-tech security. This so, was yeah. the best line. I've written this down. Oh, yeah, go on. I've got the safest, most sophisticated security system in this part of the country. And we all went, <laughs> what, Suffolk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or East Anglia, somewhere in East Anglia. But he, and then he said uh, he sort of had this big glass case and it had lasers around it and he had it all ready to Pressure put sensors. The, yeah, and uh, and he had to use a little keypad to open it. So he said to Lovejoy, can you can you move out of the way, please? Can you not look? I'm going to put the code in. Um, so off Lovejoy just wandered to the mirror and then just watched him put the code in. 
Yeah, in the mirror. Uh, the, uh, surely the guy knew there was a mirror there. I know, it's like his auction house. So yes, basically like that was, so yeah, anyway, it goes into this case. So the statue is now safely in the auction house, ready to be auctioned. And then that's where we meet Rosita oh, Elena oh. oh. Oh, that was very exciting. We've just found another language Helen can speak. <laughs> yeah. See? And, but basically, and it's going back to what you were saying, Paulie, so her, like, she's Colombi- Colombian, as I speak in Colombia, Colombian, and um, she buys pieces and returns them to Colombia. Um, so, yeah, so basically, and, and obviously, of course, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. She beautiful. Her eyebrows, I've written down, where is it? <clears throat> Very nice eyebrows. Beautiful and foreign. Everything Lovejoy likes in a woman. Exactly. Yeah. So he obviously he asks her for dinner that night. Lady Jane's a bit miffed because Lady Jane at this point thinks her husband's having an affair and Lovejoy's dream is almost coming true. Yeah, Lady Jane because is then being she, she's kind of like, well, very sensuous and. Who else can I get off with? Is that the normal? I was feeling it more like okay because obviously she might probably fancies Lovejoy a bit anyway yeah. but obviously isn't acting on it because she feels like she shouldn't as she's married and then she and then she's like oh well if my marriage isn't really like my husband's not being faithful to me I may as well act on these feelings I think the thing Lovejoy. that I found that, like, yeah, I think I so. explain that yeah. at well, this point Lovejoy that... is not bothered anyway because he's Got his the thing that I found just else. really, really, really sad about it was this ho- horrible thing had happened to Jane. She felt really, really sad about it. And Lovejoy's actually, like, one of her best mates. Yeah. And I was just like, just tell him what's happened. Like, he'll, yeah. he'll take you to the pub and cheer but you up. Did, she not, want, you, you did she not want to admit it? Did she not want to say... And we've discussed before that it, it, we always find it slightly odd, the things that push oh, people the, the get embarrassed, embarrassed about. about. Yeah. Was, like, oh, she can't possibly be seen to have the valuers in because that would be terribly yeah, embarrassing. Yeah. Whereas everybody else would go, my fucking husband's oh, fucking I just, cheating on I me. Just, what a fucking bastard. You I, take your mates I, out I, and you I did feel... Slag them I, off. I, I, properly, like, my heart really went out to her of, like, oh, Jane, I'm so sorry. Mm. And she played it really, like, the actress, Phyllis Logan, played it so well. She just yeah. looked so hurt but proud and, like, yeah, you're right. Like, she didn't want yeah. to let anyone know that had happened. So she, she's so fucking <laughs> she turns up at Lovejoy's cottage, she's cooking dinner for Rosita, and she's, like, basically acting... I wrote, Jane turns up acting all weird. <laughs> she was. That's how good Helen is at flirting. <laughs> that I get if I go home and blow in my husband's ear. The incredulity that will emanate from him if I do that. <laughs> yeah, so basically... Just, but she, I've, I've written down, is it a funny sort of relationship? And then I've done two arrows because for some reason that's in the podcast. flow chart. And I've, I've said, what would I... I think I was writing down what I would have thought. Is it a funny sort of relationship? If I, uh, because she says... This is a funny sort of relationship. You're a man and I'm a woman. And I think even five years ago, or even two years ago, I might have been like, yeah, that's a bit weird. But now that I'm ancient, 
I just think, oh, that's your mate, that's your friend. I've had my one of That's the... because you're more adult than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've always had lots yeah. of mates from both sexes. No, I haven't, that's weird. I... Oh, See, I... even now I'm like, oh, I know rationally you what should about... have friends who are boys. And I do now, actually. Boys. I do now have friends who are boys. I love the idea I only of know my... one man. That's the man I'm I love to. the idea of my bald, bespectacled friends being known as boys. No. <laughs> I love that. That's cute. I, I, I know lots of people of the male persuasion. But yeah. I only know one man, and that's my partner. I'm but they, I suppose it's not just that they have a funny sort of relationship, as she puts it, for a man and a woman, that a man and woman can be friends. Because I think, yeah, a man and a woman can definitely be friends. I have lots of male friends. But it's, I think it's more that there is... Many there of my a, friends are men. Many of, many of my friends <laughs> Yes, are, we're not being sexist, of, no, of the many male, of, of the male, of the male, male gender. variety. The male persuasion, yeah. right? But, um... That's <laughs> people but of the male persuasion I want to do. Sorry, a male Helen. bent. A male bent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, you were saying... Sorry, go on. No, I was just saying that I think... <laughs> It's more that they're not just friends, are they? Like, there is this kind of... Yeah, there's an unspoken... There is. And that's understanding, what she's, that's what she's trying to refer to clumsily. But anyway, basically, Rosita turns up and she's like, OK, I'm fine, I'll leave her to it. She's like, oh, fuck. I'm not going to compete with yeah, this Colombian. She, I mean, I'm a hot smoking Colombian, yeah. Poor old Lovejoy doesn't have any luck in this episode at but all. No, no, really no well, And then in the meantime, so they're having dinner, and then that's the meantime, that's when we see Tinker in his amazing sparkly dinner jacket he looks a bit like a pearly king oh god it was a good and it was the whole was thing through? it was like the three piece the trouser where do you jacket, even even in the, the 90s coat. even in the early 90s I think it was vintage where the heck or what era is that even from I'm not sure actually <laughs> maybe 2072 and he brought it back in time oh, yeah, yeah yeah exactly but basically he's gone to find Ronnie Bassett at the card game in the casino and Ronnie, and Ronnie sees... Bassett does actually know quite a lot of information well like the bit where Ronnie sees his suit and goes where'd you get that suit clearly an incredibly expensive suit with a lot of exciting thread I don't know why I said that it's a fashion term exciting thread in it a lot of work had been done on it it's a three piece suit it's really amazing when it came on screen all three of us went bloody hell and Ronnie Bassett sees him and he goes Where'd you get that suit? Oxfam. And it's this amazing suit. Anyway, I thought he really yeah. put him in his place. But Ronnie Bassett was the right person to go and see. He seems to know everything. So he, he knows about this statue. He knows so he he met says there's only one other piece like it in the world in the Golden Museum in Bogota. Oh. I like the sound of the Golden Museum. Just a museum full of golden. And then I think this is where we learn that Oh no, maybe we learn this in the museum in the museum that professor the mysterious museum of gold is that there is um yeah oh my god wasn't that brilliant yeah. cartoon children of the sun oh, oh that was amazing did anyone ever see the i just want to ask though the gold museum in bogota is real by the way oh well, go there get on it because what we because it we, looks amazing because what we found it is out. literally just a lot of gold it looks. It looks. We've amazing. got to go to Bogota. We've got to we're add that onto our to tour. I don't know if I want to go to Bogota. But um, okay. But yeah. So because what we learned previously, did that we mentioned is that this figure originally would have sat on like a golden raft. So they like went out on this real raft into the lake and threw off a representation of the raft mm. to the gods. So so there's this there's this raft somewhere that goes with this figure and we don't know where it is. Again, this is a recurrent theme. So and again, a theme that comes up in Lovejoy often is that there's this like various parts to make a mm. hole and you've got to locate all yeah, the parts that's so true like, yeah. well, the Jude, like in the Judas yeah. Pair, yeah, they were trying to find the, the, um, the anal fins the, 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 the anal fins I refer to that episode 
Right? Venus. You know, the anal fins episode. <gasps> so basically it's like, oh, if you... And so Ronnie's like, oh, if you've had the whole thing, it'll be worth like hundreds of thousands of pounds. Mm. You know, so they're like, oh, okay. Like, do we know where this raft was? And actually, then we find out... Is this also from Ronnie? We find out that in fact... we Anyway, we find out... That my notes tell me that that Archie, the drummer in Dead Lizards, was given the whole piece, like the raft oh, and yes, the piece. Oh yeah, do, but don't you we? snapped and it off. And then he cut off the thick. Well, basically, he wanted to stick it on the dashboard of his car. Dashboard he of his sounds car. like a right tit, doesn't he? And it wouldn't fit with the raft, so he cut the figure off the raft and stuck super glued the figure, the king figure, to his dashboard. I mean, again, apart from anything else, that's the kind of, of vandalism that Lovejoy has. Yeah, true. That would upset Lovejoy. Ang- you know, has been angered by in previous episodes, like the fact that the Venus and the Shell were separated mm. in mm. the previous previous episode. No, the one before that. The, it's again someone who is not deserving of of, owning of the beautiful of thing yeah. that he had. And the Inca gods are not going to be happy about that, are they? As well, so. well the Inca gods or Lovejoy, they're both going to be <laughs> yeah. they're both going to be miffed. To be honest. So and then and then oh, a bit more pathetic fallacy. There's like a storm. So again, well, we, go, we go back to Prop signifying Haywards. some impending death. Yeah, yeah. back to Poor Professor Prop Haywards. Haywards. I've written down. I don't like to see the academic community in peril. Yes, <laughs> it was all right. Careful, it was just careful. One prof. member of the academic, but again, he did but what you meant nice to do. Member of he the did the same thing though. He doesn't go and look through the spy hole. Oh, there's a funny noise. I'll open the door wide and then and get then, a. Whoosh, Flipping arrow in the side of my head, and it's very quick acting poison because by the looks of yeah, it, he died he's, he's instantly. Dead he hits the ground, doesn't he? And the mysterious assailant puts a note in his hand the way he's scrawled "Love Joy." Yeah, love jo-. again, jo- <laughs> I am not really buying that, and that that reminded me of. I'm sorry, I, I feel like I'm referencing Monty Python in every episode. The the castle ah, <laughs> yeah, Monty Python like and the Holy Grail. Love <laughs> Joy. You will find it at the castle. Ah, <laughs> it's my love. Ju- one of my favourite films ever. Song. But that isn't no, the best. If you're ever. about to die, you'll find the last thing you're going to do is get a bit of notepaper. Yeah, and again, pen. you said it's instantaneous poison. You can if even you find are, a pen and a bit of paper. No, for this. if you are with it enough, if you're with it enough to think, shit, I'm going to die. I better find a pen and some paper you'd actually ring for an ambulance first if you yeah. think you had enough in you to <laughs> leg it round the house to find a bit of paper and a pen and then actually write love G. yeah so that and again it must have been able to fingerprint it it's only the 90s we're talking about and they yeah. immediately the went oh forensics had now well, and he's holding a note that says love G on it oh it must be <laughs> love joy because that's not suspicious and weird at all. There's nothing implausible about this. I'll stop ranting now. <laughs> oh, no, it's all very bizarre. But anyway, poor Prof Hayward. Oh, I think we missed out a bit about... Um, so, yeah, Rosita and Lovejoy having dinner. And they do... They are going to get it on. Like, he's going to snog her. Oh, yeah. And then is. Tinker comes back. And that that's right. And then Tinker tells Lovejoy the story about... All what stuff. he's learnt from Ronnie Bassett about the dashboard and what have you. So yeah, so they don't they don't quite manage to get it on. Lovejoy is foiled. But then, I mean, although Lovejoy fancies a bit of Rosita, he which bit? Well, yeah, <laughs> every every bit. Oh, I enjoyed that joke. I quite liked her back. She's got she those nice rippling back. She has lovely everything. Oh my god! So, when I'm all when the way Tink- to the eyebrows. When, um, when and Eric, the accent. Oh, when Eric is sent to the hotel. Yeah. Is this where Eric goes to the hotel? So then, yeah, the hotel like, exactly. So, Eric. Exactly. So although he like does fancy Rosita, he's not just like, oh, you're 
you know, he's not blinded he's by that. Well, he's kind of learned, hasn't he? It's oh, about that's... time. He's, he was already... Uh, he was already fooled by that Dutch woman, wasn't mm. Renata. 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 So he's, he has finally learned that everyone is not necessarily who they seem. Yeah, so, but actually, Eric, so Eric goes to spy on Rosita in her hotel room, finds, <laughs> All right. finds her passport, and actually she is who she says. But then he takes her passport, but he takes which seems it, a little bit... That's a step too far. I mean, so it seems like it's to prove to Lovejoy, because he shows it to Lovejoy. It was like, well, we could have just told Lovejoy. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, that's So, it. for a minute, I was going to go, I don't know why he didn't just take a photo of it. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a mobile phone with a camera on it, because it's 1992, or whenever it is. Meanwhile, Lovejoy is round at Lady Jane's. Oh, this is so with her cardigan. Oh, basically, she's oh, put on... So she basically has put on a sexy cardigan. It's not sexy, oh, though. No. It's not the, the least sexy cardigan I've ever seen. It's white. I've written down... It's got flowers little on embroidery, the... Little old lady embroidery. I've written... Yeah, I'm doing this. Do you know what I've written, though? I've, in my notes, I've written, that's not a pulling cardigan, which begs the question, what <laughs> is a, a pulling, pulling cardigan? cardigan? <laughs> I definitely don't have a pulling cardigan. I don't I have a pulling should. cardigan. The impression, the impression was that she'd put on her best pulling cardigan. A very special cardigan. A special and cardigan. And undone the top button. But by the top oh, yes, button, we mean literally the button at her neck <laughs> and down maybe one button to above her collarbone, which is not where you would undo a pulling cardigan to, is it, really? So, let's not even do listener. it up, would you? Um, <laughs> you just have it flapping. Go on, go on. You do you put a cardigan over... No, because normally you wear a cardigan over other clothing. So, so, uh, so go on Twitter and take a photo of your you, best pulling cardigan. Your best pulling cardigan. I'm not even we'll judge a cardigan. We'll, we'll judge it. Let's call it a competition, the pulling cardigan competition. <laughs> you post pictures... Of your best pulling cardigan, and we will we will announce the winner in the next episode. Oh, I can't wait to see those pictures. Oh, but she she was, it was awful. I mean, it was, it was really pretty awful, awful wasn't it? Bless her. And, and she tries it on with him again because basically, obviously, she still you know thinks that Alexander's cheating. She did a big stretch out. And she with does her a whole arm. like yeah, <clears throat> yawn and put the arm around his shoulder and really and he's like it's funny because Lovejoy he is a bit uncomfortable, isn't he? But. I don't think it's because he doesn't want to get it on. I with think Lady it's Jane. because he genuinely likes he's, her. And he's always mm. been quite gentlemanly as well. Yeah. Remember that he was the one who, when she said, Oh, you can live in the cottage, she said, Look, have you cleared this with Alexander? Have you sorted She's out? he's always been very above board and he's mm. not taken advantage. I mean, he's taken advantage of the relationship in terms of she makes some <laughs> joke of she help make, me out of jail. She, she makes a joke of, uh, am I just your taxi driver? So for that, but he doesn't take advantage of the relationship from an emotional point mm, of view. No, actually, he's, he been, he's always quite gentlemanly, really. Yeah, oh. but again, they are. It looks like they might get it on, but then once again, Lovejoy's you know romantic Eric tensions are formed because Eric pops up this time, bless him. Yeah, and basically saying, oh, you know, uh, Professor Haywood's dead, and the police are after him because he was holding a note saying Lovejoy. <laughs> and we all know that that's uh, foolproof way. I mean that's basically everyone who dies and then, f- and then he goes to hide in a caravan it's a, yeah I wrote he goes to a safe house aka Tinker's mate's caravan <laughs> oh, it's all very upmarket isn't it so yes they go and hide and then Rosita follows them um, Eric really tries not to kind of take a circuitous route but yeah, she's so Rosita's following them. We, we always thought that Rosita was maybe going to be the baddie in all this and she mm. had some hidden motive. But is Rosita's motive literally just that she genuinely does want to take it back? She yeah. wants to. Yeah. So actually, Lovejoy and Rosita are remarkably similar because she really yeah. does just yeah. want to reunite this with its rightful owner, yeah. i.e. the country yeah. of Colombia. Yeah, yeah. She wants it. She wants to 
to, to rescue it. Yeah. For the nation. And there's like a, a nice little... She's um, quite noble, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. She was lovely. She was, she very, was lovely. We, did, we really liked her. Well, except for clonking Erica Elena Lopez. Yeah, but she did it for the good of Colombia. Yeah, but she... Yeah, <laughs> She's like, for Colombia! But clonking Eric over the head was a bit... I think it was like pistol whipping him, was it? Not a guy. It was M, M said in uh, in the uh, 80s, 80s and 90s, it was very easy to just knock someone out. Yes. I don't think I'd know how to knock someone <laughs> I out. I don't know how to knock someone out. But if I... All the things that I grew up watching, it just looks like you hit someone sort of squarely in the back of the head with something heavy. I mean, I wouldn't w- want to try it. And I'm again, don't please do don't it. try it I at did... home just to prove that we're right and it's not as easy I as it looks. I did just look at you two, like, very hard. At Can I try it on one, on one of you? Also, yeah. it's like, how would you know that you're going to knock someone out and not just kill them? I would be worried about killing them. Yeah. Or just really piss them off and they go, why the heck did you just clonk me on the head? That is I more mean, if you know, like that's what If you, if you would knock them on the wrong bit, why did you just whack me in the back of my head? That's more likely than, like, shit, I accidentally killed you. Oh, sorry, I've got spasms. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, so they're in the caravan. Oh, and there's a nice little touch. They go in the caravan. There's like, you know, it's a dingy, horrible caravan. There's a bottle of like some kind of booze on the table. It's called, called Montezuma. Montezuma, yeah. which is nice. Um, but yeah, and then somehow, so they're all in the caravan, like thinking about what they're going to do next and how they're going to like. I guess the idea is that they're going because I was like, oh, you know, why are they hiding? Why is such a hiding? Because surely that makes him look more guilty. It's like, oh, I know mm. the police are after me. I'm going to run away. But I think it's basically in Lovejoy's head, all of their heads. It's like, well, it's buying us some time so we can do our own investigations, so that when the police do find us, we not only do we say I didn't do it, but we, we can, can tell say, them who did I it. I didn't do it, and I've got proof this is who did. So I guess that's what they're thinking is. But it's a bit crazy. See, which is why you should never try and be your own detective. No, because just tell the police. But then we somehow learn, and I don't know if this is. Oh, that's right. Then Tinker goes back to see Ronnie Bassett again, and. Oh, and he has to give a password to he see has to say Apostle Spoons. And then I got yes. really confused about what Apostle Spoons were. They are basically spoons that, for the handle, have apostles on but them. But what are the spoons that you use just for boiled eggs? And they're, they're small quite small. Spoons. They're small. Just, <laughs> eggs, eggs. <laughs> no, they're quite small. Teaspoons. I use a teaspoon. I basically no, use I use a teaspoon, no, but listen, you do need a small They're one, smaller really. than teaspoons, and they, but they look slightly the like handles. they have a blade. They've got the longer handles. And, oh, yes, because you can handle. whack the top off the yeah. egg with ah. it. And I thought that they were apostle spoons. I think they are just called, like, egg spoons. Egg spoons? <laughs> Aren't they? I don't egg know. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to type in boiled egg spoons and see what happens. Okay. So yeah, so they, so Tinker goes see Ronnie Bassett again and has to give this like password, as you say, Apostle Spoons. It must be some thing that something that Lovejoy's got on. Yeah, him, some sort of favour that Lovejoy's yeah, done don't know. or whatever. Anyway, so basically, so from that visit to Ronnie Bassett, we learned that Frankie, Frankie, yeah, David Hayward. I wrote Frank Hayward. I must have been thinking of Frankie. We um, we had a, we had some nice discussions about names in this, <laughs> right at the very beginning when it was called Montezuma's Revenge. Mm. We thought there is probably some poor kid in Hampstead called, called Montezuma. Montezuma. Montezuma, come in for your tea. Not in that accent. Yeah, in Hampstead, exactly. it's the, oh, sorry, no. Well, the, the nanny be, might have that accent. It'll be in the it'll be in the posh <laughs> the posh park on Hampstead Heath. Monty, Montezuma, <laughs> supper's on the table. Montezuma, come in, come in for your tea, darling. Not for your tea, but your supper. Supper. Yeah, get it right. Supper. <laughs> Come was like, that was like my fair lady. She was fine and then she dropped it. Come in for your Giving myself away. Yeah. Come in for your tea. <laughs> right, sorry. So, yeah, so, right, so basically they, they, find, they find out that, that David Hayward had the, oh, had the rat. Had the rat. 
Which, the, ah, which she, and suddenly it all got Basically, doing, yeah. Archie had like sold it to him or whatever because mm. he was like, oh, I don't need this thing. It doesn't fit on my dashboard or whatever. You have it. Yeah. yeah. And so, and the, that's why, obviously, that's why David would have been so interested in buying the figure off Lovejoy. Um, but then obviously we discovered he had the raft, but then we're like, well, he probably doesn't have it anymore. Well, obviously he's dead. Yeah. But I'm sure also that part well, maybe he's of, dead for, so they could... The reason for killing him was to nick the raft. So we find that out. And then basically they're all sitting, sitting around the caravan and they come up with this clever plan. Don't they? I, I had lost the plot by now. So okay, tell us what they came up with a clever was. plan. Which, I mean, we didn't, they didn't say what it was. They just drove off somewhere in Rosita's car and um, so this is Eric Tinker, Lovejoy, and Rosita, and they and Eric. And it's a merry little band. Eric Aww. and Lovejoy like climb in. Basically, they stop the car. They climb oh, over. Oh yeah, they hedge. go into the auction house they, to and, get. And we the don't figure. know where they're going at first. Yeah, yeah. We're like, oh, where are they going? And yes, they're in the auction house exactly to to steal the figure back. And this is where we learn that Lovejoy's got a weird photographic memory. So instead of but remembering, he could have just written it down. He could have just written it down, but he didn't. Or drawn it, or something to remember it. But, it's, just... but it's almost like he trusts his own mind and what's in his own. I think he does with his mind's eye, if you like. He trusts else? that in the, that internal. Yeah. So there they are in the auction house, Lovejoy and Eric, after doing quite a perilous drop out of the uh, sky. Do you think that was um, uh, doubles? Or do you think it was really them? Because I think it was doubles. Yeah, I don't know actually. Looking at the way I'd it, have was, to watch it, it might have been doubles. It might, been, say, it it could definitely have been, might have been the same guy that did the bum double. It might have been. Um, but yeah, so um, they go to the keypad to get the um, figure out of the very secure, the securest in all East Anglia. Um, <laughs> I mean it's not that secure if you know the code and then they find out the key box is locked oh shit but then Eric just breaks it open so he says to Eric just open it yeah, he says, just break the it screwdriver that he happens to have on him it was, well, it's well, they haven't to break the statue out um, this is true but then yeah and then Lovejoy can't remember the code because the mirror's not there anymore so he has to go and get the mirror and put it there and then he can remember. Yeah, which, which I thought was really kind of interesting. Interesting, really interesting way of remembering it. Because even if you could remember it by where the things are, you can still picture it. Like, why do you need to actually yeah. see it in the mirror? Yeah, it's an interesting insight into how his brain works. Because, like, with there are codes where I just know where to put my fingers, but yeah, I've never yeah, thought yeah. about what the numbers are. Like, I do it out In of... fact, I said that, didn't I? There's somewhere that I can get into where I know it's digit the one underneath and then a different digit and the one to the side. Mm. And that's because how the person explained it to me was like that. So that's how I go in. Even though I could probably just learn the four-digit code, it's not uh. that hard, is it? But I've got so many bloody four-digit codes in my head, I can't really be asked. So we're almost, we're almost at the end now. They managed to get the figure, which is surprising. You've got to wonder, though, if that is the most secure system in the whole of the <laughs> area, yeah. or the whole of the area, you've got to wonder what the rest of them are like. But why do they decide to take it oh. from the auction? Is it because, because they know if they've got it, they can flush he out whoever's got the raft? But he was going to. Yeah, that was the idea of he just was selling sell it in it back general, as well, though, because he offers him two grand for it. He's going to sell we it did, back to the auction. To be Jeff, fair, we it? did all get a bit confused at this. Yeah, point. we weren't quite sure why they sold it back from the auction house rather than just auction it. I guess they figured that they could. They figured they could find the raft. And then have the whole thing and get more Well, money. They, then they went back to Jeff Diamond. And didn't Jeff Diamond say, you need to come by yourself? But had they rung him to say, oh, yeah. by the way, we've got the figure? They rang him on his Mickey Mouse phone. <gasps> oh, we didn't even mention the freaking Mickey Mouse phone. So the Mickey Mouse phone, or VL fame, makes a reoccur... I think they just had it in the props department and they were like, we've got to use this again, guys. Because <laughs> in 30 years' time, three women will really enjoy the fact 
that. It can't be the same one because they would have had to hang on to it from five years earlier. Oh, maybe it's not the same one. Maybe it's a, a callback. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Oh, oh but anyway. Now we're going to have to go back and watch and it and watch find it out. Well, I mean, because it. Well, how will we know if it's the same one? Because I think the VL one is red, and this uh, one was. I thought blue. the VL one was red. This uh, is true. Maybe they were just really in, and every cool person had one. Yeah, that, I mean, in that vague I era. do. I do still want one. I would still so, have one, even though I'd never so use it. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to basically, go back and watch it again. Because basically, around this, so they got the, the statue. I guess they call Jeff to say they've got the statue. I don't know. It's all a bit odd at this point. And then Jeff says, oh, well, I'll buy it off you for two grand. And then it's like, hang Jeff on. Jeff, said, I don't want it. Yeah, sell it. Just I don't get want to give it. They're selling it cursed. on behalf of him. So why can't he just say, I don't want you to sell it anymore. I'll have it back. I mean, it's very... Yeah, why is he buying it back? I didn't... It, I, I lost the plot completely. We didn't get that part. bit. I mean, it you just, slightly gave up at this point. I, I did. Yeah. I completely gave up and just said, more wine. Yeah, more wine, please. At this point, anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so basically Jeff's like, yeah, you know, I'll buy it off for you two grand. Come to the place, Friar Park. And come alone. <laughs> So Tinker and Lovejoy go to the place, the big house where all the band is staying, and they split up. There's no one there, so like, yeah, there's Lovejoy no one there. goes upstairs kind of weird and, and a bit Tinker, creepy. Tinker goes downstairs. He finds that he sees the darts. Yeah, Lovejoy, Lovejoy goes in <laughs> and he sees the darts with the fast-acting poison on them, or maybe not a, at this point. But they're in a dart in a dartboard. But so they've got these. Like they've got these particularly stand out sort of feathers don't yeah. they that, that they're not just normal darts like you get in a pub yeah no no they're, no the, the arrows have got feathers on them yeah they have yeah so pretty, he sees them and he's feathers. like uh-huh. and Tinker meanwhile is exploring downstairs but then he got trapped he went through he a basically... door into the basement and then he couldn't get back out again I think it's he got it's all right, <laughs> he, <laughs> well, he did as well he, he found a way to while away the hours and survive so Tinker's he trapped found... in the basement Lovejoy's wandering around in an empty house, pretty much. Which, again, is and every horror film. The start of every horror and film. And Eric's outside in a car with a fit Columbia. With Rosita. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, to basically Tinker finds the wine cellar and gets trapped in there. So, obviously, he's Again, well... it's like he's got a homing instinct as he's well. Yeah. Isn't he? <laughs> and then in the meantime, yeah, Rosita and Eric is flirting with Eric in the car. But Eric is really not... He's so confused... Yeah, bless him. He's quite innocent. He's isn't like, he? she's well, like, he's I find you about nineteen, and, and she, you know, <laughs> you know where she went 35. wrong. You know where she went wrong. She didn't blow in his ear. Yeah, she didn't oh, blow in his ear. That's did. the end of it. He's and just, she didn't have a pulling cardigan on. And she didn't. Yeah, have a pulling she didn't have, cardigan she on. have a weird flowery. Yeah. And he did look the neck. Cardigan. He should have trusted his instincts because he looked a little bit doubtful. And then she said, "Oh, turn away." Oh, and Eric. he did. He did. Yeah. And that's, that's when she pistol whipped him. Clomped on the back of the head. Yeah. yeah. I know she, it was a pistol. I, I felt like it was a gun that she whacked him with, but I don't know why she had to find a gun. Yeah. Some implement she whacked him with. After she said, I find you very attractive. <laughs> and he was like... Oh, you know, at least say? he had enough about him did, to look confused. Didn't he say, what, me or something? Yeah, oh, Which I just, him. that's enough for me. I think that might, be where I, that might be where my initial Eric... Joy came he from. doesn't actually have a lot of confidence, Eric, does he? I thought that was quite... I, I, I found that quite appealing. Bless him. I love so him. Poor Eric's got knocked out. And then... So we're back in the house. So basically, yeah, we'll have to have found these darts and been like, oh, shit. Right, okay. It must be Jeff who's, like, killing everyone. And then Jeff obviously turns up and he's like... Oh, I know what's going. Love just like you must have the raft. You killed Hayward. But Jeff's got the gun with the darts in it. Yeah, and the fast acting poison. So Love just like, oh, you must have killed Hayward. Therefore, you must have nicked the raft. He can't kill Lovejoy though, because then what would he write on the little note? He can't write Jeff. He could have written Eric. 
Tinker. Tinker. So, yeah. I didn't really buy that. I have to say, it didn't seem plausible to me that he would be the murderer. And then I felt like they'd run out of time right in the episode and he went, oh, well, the thing is over these drug deals and it all messed up and I owed some people some money and it all went wrong and so I murdered some people and there was the gold. And that's kind of... Yeah. That was the summary that I took away from it and it it didn't really hang together for me. I don't know what you guys thought. Maybe I was... I I mean, because basically, basically, yeah, we find out that obviously Lovejoy figures out that Jeff has the raft because he's nicked it off Haywood, which is why he killed him. And and he's like, where is it? Where's the raft? And Jeff's like, it's in that cupboard there. Why does he say that? Why does he say that? Anyway, so Lovejoy takes out the raft and it is beautiful. It's beautiful golden raft. And he puts the figure on it and it's like, oh. All complete, um, and then he does explain it a bit, like you say. He sort of says, like, because Lodge was like, "What? Why did you want me to sell the statue?" Even and he said, like, oh, so he put the statue up for sale to find out who had the raft." And so, obviously, when Lovejoy said to Jeff, like way back in the episode, "Oh, Hayward, like yeah. wanted wanted to give me forty grand for it," he Jeff was like, "He's oh. got the raft." No, I'm going to get everything. Um, and like you say, it was like he was like, well, and, "Yeah, it was because I needed him cash because this drug deal that went wrong." And, wrong and can wrong. we just check the drug deal had nothing to do with Colombia? Well, it, it's not said, is it? It doesn't mm. say. And then also we find out that Jason, so Jason the roadie, he was in on this whole deal, uh, and well, in on this whole plot to like get the money, um, and basically was getting frightened about it and was threatening to tell the police. Uh, so that's why he so killed Jeff him. Jeff had to kill Jason. Oh, I'd forgotten about that bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. And then basically they have a. That's when they have the good fight. Oh, that oh, was yes. a good fight. This is true. It was a good. It was, it was a, a good genuinely fight. good fight. But while they're fighting, Rosita turns up because she's knocked out Eric. Ran inside, and while they're fighting, she's like, "I'll have that, yeah. please," and takes the raft Which, and the figure. To be fair, it's hers. And takes it back it to Colombia. It it's rightful but home. It, but again, that's well, how the she thing. gets it out of the car. I mean, that's what going like. I like the idea. Where am I supposed to go? Passport. I like the idea of it being of everything then being in its proper place. At the end, and does that or does that not include Alexander? Because we're not sure. Oh, how and then Alexander turns, oh, up. Alexander turns up, and it's as though everything is falling back into place and being as it should be. And did I or did I not say when he was originally in Cambridge and Jane was looking very upset that perhaps there was another reason? Like maybe they were making a surprise birthday party for her. Yeah, so basically, it's, <laughs> I don't know why I'm this naive. What, with this but strange woman. So while yeah, they're all standing outside the house. Yeah, so while I was standing outside the house, like basically the woman's gone off with the raft. I guess everyone's just like, so they, I guess they stop fighting and just go, oh well. I mean, it's all a bit like Jeff and Lovejoy are like, oh well. Like, oh, well. Yeah, and I feel that, lo- that Lovejoy, Lovejoy A, would accept that it's gone back to its rightful place because Lovejoy, as we know, is, is very into that. Yeah. It's very important to him. But I don't think Jeff would. I don't think but I guess Jeff... they just call the police and they're like, he's the murderer. Yeah, yeah like, Jeff really hasn't got anything to lose or gain. And by maybe any Jeff secretly point. in his heart of hearts does believe in the curse. Maybe. And thinks he has actually fallen foul of one, two, three, four. But but, so Jane goes to pick them up, and then why Alexander turns up, I'm not quite sure, but he turns up with the woman. He said somebody had said they were there, right? Oh, somebody okay. had told him that they were there, and he turns up all affable. I wonder if he'd prepared his story in advance or. I, I don't know. I mean. If he is telling the truth, well, but he doesn't know that he's been his seen. Truth, so he is. His truth is, I've been in Cambridge, not Paris, Jane, but I couldn't tell you. It was a bit of a boys' own thing because I've been buying this woman's company and not. <laughs> right, that's under weird. The company yeah. 
which belongs to this woman, not like her time. Not her company. Yeah. Um, and so I had to keep it on the down low, but I was actually in Cambridge and that's what's happened. And but the woman's even there. If were, even if you were buying someone's limited company, why do you have to stay overnight in the same hotel to do that? I mean, it could still be a lie, couldn't yeah, it? I think it is because, still a lie. Because obviously, and she's there too, the woman in question, but obviously if they are having it off, she would just obviously go along with the lie. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course she would. And he'd be like, well, this is the way we're going to get around this. I know she's seen us, so we need to come up with something quickly. You're a business But it seems bizarre and slightly too elaborate to be a lie in a way. So actually I was in Cambridge and what the thing is, there was this deal, right? I mean, he's just and, he's, really... and he says, like, oh, it'll be in the papers tomorrow. Because so he, like, he might have known that Jane saw him, but he wouldn't know that Jane went into the hotel and said, did they stay here? Mm. G- GDPR. Unless, <laughs> unless the receptionist went, oh, shit, I've just made the biggest boom. She's like, oh, Lord Felsham, I accidentally told your wife. I accidentally told your wife you were having it off with some woman. Yeah. So I guess that's, we're supposed to believe that Alexander is not really cheating and the the statue and raft are back in Colombia where they belong, and all is well with the world. Mm. So what, and we presume Jeff is in 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 prison. In prison. Yeah, it ended all a bit too quickly. I felt they hadn't yeah, timed it, it right. Yeah, that it was, was my worry. I wanted it to end with a dead lizard's performance. I'm not going to lie. Oh well, oh. we saw snippets. But in we didn't season, get full. In they were a bit gutted because their manager had just been done for murder. So <laughs> yeah, they were, well, they could break their contract at that point. I'm pretty sure it's non-binding. <laughs> no, they, no, I just think they might feel a bit sad. They, in, oh, in series three, metal band, they're metal. I'm doing a thing with seeing the metals. In series fine. three, we do end with a performance from the Hot House Flowers. Yes, I'm one of the episodes. That was quite my exciting. Shrieking that was quite early exciting. One in series four. Um, what have we learned? The thing that I really learned was. If you're going to have an affair with someone, don't say you're buying their company. That's weird. And also don't go down the road to Cambridge. Like they could presume they could have had this meeting anywhere. Like, they could have actually been in Paris. Why why Why? Cambridge? Just go to Paris. Just go to Paris. If I was having an affair, I would much rather the person with whom I am having an affair, the affairee, if you you will, take me me to Paris rather than Cambridge. Yeah. He said, I've planned a weekend away for us. I've told my wife we're going to Paris. Oh my God, how wonderful. Where are we going? Cambridge. Cambridge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he said he needs to get better at lying. It was a bit of an Eric lie. And he was like, yeah. where are you going? Uh, uh, Paris. Panic. It's literally... Uh, Tokyo Paris. for 24 hours. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I learned that there's no such thing as a pulling cardigan. <laughs> yes, there's no such thing yeah, as a pulling no cardigan. If, pulling if, cardigan. if you're going to pull, you can't do it with a cardigan or apparently blowing in someone's ear. Neither you can, of those. You can't... I'm, I'm here to reassure you, you can do it with blowing in someone's ear. No one's ever blown in my ear. Oh, you I, haven't. Oh, you haven't. I've not. I, feel like some, I have yeah. missed oh, out not, on a really left. important part of our culture. We're all going to go home tonight. Well, I'm going to go home and demand. It is British culture. I'm going to go home <laughs> and demand <laughs> to know why my husband has never just, blown in my go, ear. Go and lie down really quiet next to him, and then go. Hey, hey, blow me ear. <laughs> He'll blow in your ear, and make you go. Oh, well, shivery. If I, blow in, if I blow in his ear, he'll probably just end up don't, scratching it and saying, what are you doing? Don't just randomly blow in his ear. Games blow in your ear. And then we'll report back. We'll report back on this on Twitter or, or next week. <laughs> so, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think I can beat those um, nuggets of knowledge that you guys have gained, really, from this week. Although, I suppose what I learned was that although Lovejoy does like the ladies, he, he kind of likes the antiques or whatever, the, the intrigue more. Because both mm-hmm. times when he was back, it's like... 
get it on with someone. He was quite happy just to go, oh, no, okay. He was very easily distracted. Very easily distracted. So, antique of the week? Tinker's jacket. Oh, oh, you beat me to it. So just, are, we, are we all going with? We've got it well, all. Well, no, going. I'm I'm quite tempted by Jane's pulling card again. It's not an, but uh, an antique. antique is no, it? Tinker's jacket uh, is definitely an antique. I like apostle spoons, which I still am convinced are for eating eggs. <laughs> so I'm going to go and do some research on apostle spoons. And they probably are because they do tend to have quite long handles because they've got the long thin. Sort of Im- I- not images, sort of carving is probably the wrong word of an apostle. A bit like you have outside a church. Yeah. Uh, you know, where you have the rows of apostles on the, I want to say battlements, which is not battlements, what's it called? You know, Buttresses. on a church. On the, the freeze. Yeah, that's it. Freeze. Is that freeze right? on a church? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. I should know that. Um, but yeah, apostle spoons. I, li- I just like saying it, I think. Apostle spoons. Well, there weren't many antiques in this episode, really, apart from... The gold thing. The gold Which thing. was also beautiful. Oh, maybe my antique is um, analogue music. Maybe my antique is those groupies who were with dead lizards. Because <laughs> they were pretty cool. Like, yeah. That was awesome. There were a lot of good leather jackets. I feel that has to be really boring and say that mine would be the, the golden I mean, it was nice. It was very pretty. The golden doobry. So, marks out of ten. So I started out thinking I'm going to give it a really, really high score because it was very funny and I felt like there were lots of callbacks and it was talking about things being in their rightful place. And then because it was such a jumble at the end and hard to follow and I felt there were threads that were left mm. uh, untied, if you, you like. It, was, was it, it wasn't based on a book. I don't think so. Sometimes it feels a bit like that, doesn't it? When it suddenly runs together at the end. Which we talked about, listener, in our books episode, which I still have not edited. So what Um, was your score? So I would probably give it, uh, I'd probably give it a 7.5 because there were some brilliant things. I like the idea of a curse. I'm surprised that they hadn't done anything yet Mm. about a curse because it, it comes up a lot in sort of popular history doesn't it yeah with things like howard carter so yes yeah. yeah. 7.5 because the end was a bit of a rush i think it would have been a good two-parter yeah it would have been a good two-parter mm. i'm still gonna give it eight though because i feel like i've given other episodes more than eight that were not as enjoyable as this i love a nice 14 bent to an episode i like yeah. it when it's like a bit supernatural and a bit spooky and there was loads of eric and eric being pretty awesome actually he was really cool and we, I got to look at his ear a lot and go is that a real earring because I don't think it is um and I loved it when um Tinker and Lovejoy were teasing him and I loved Tinker leaping up from the back of the sofa oh, and, that was good. and I loved Tinker being locked in the basement with so the there was a lot of consistency with earlier episodes and again the earlier series and that was nice and also I think I really felt for Jane as well and like normally Jane just ever so slightly bothers me or annoys me whereas this episode I really felt a bit like oh mate you got to pity somebody that chooses that cardigan for flirting <laughs> yeah it was largely the oh, cardigan bless yeah. her. what's your score? Um, I would give it eight as well. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a brilliant episode. I loved the like the sense of mystery. I was genuinely scared, like sort of horror movie mm. elements to it. Like I was actually frightened. Like when a dead person fell through the door, that was like really. It bothered you. It didn't bother them. No, it's like they just went, "Oh shit!" It bothered me more than it bothered them. He's but dead. I, I loved this episode, so yeah, definitely an eight from me. Cool. So I think that concludes. 
this instalment. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? So uh, we will see you next time. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at LovejoyAPod and Insta as well. Um, the books episode is imminent. It's imminent. It is imminent. It's we imminent. had a lot of fun recording it in a toilet. And um, it's definitely going on Patreon and a version of it will also go up at Christmas as a present oh, to you. Merry Christmas, everyone. My one listener. <laughs> yeah. um, goodbye. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. bye.